Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Wendy's not along with me, if you can't see her, because she knows exactly what we're talking about, and we're going to be talking about those things. She's going to break it down step-by-step, the onboarding process of new staff, contractors, everything like that. Before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Now, have you had team members ask you the same questions over and over and over again? It means there's a better way. One of the big solutions, Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. And not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use it, but there's actually first responder government agencies that use it in life or death situations to run their operations. So you can use Sweet Processes to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and your company. And there's, you can sign up for a 14 free, uh, for, free 14-day trial, no credit card required. You can go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. And I'm excited to introduce today's guest. We have Wendy Tedekoro, who runs the Australian-based company, Organizing Works. If you're wondering where to find it, it's actually with an S because if you're in Australia, that's how you spell it, right? Organizing right. with an S, organizingworks.com.au. But they create, improve, and document systems for growth. Wendy works with business owners worldwide who are spending too much time on low-value tasks and not getting the results that they want. So check it out. Uh, Wendy, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So I talk about streamline and automate your new hire onboarding process. That's just such mm. a cumbersome, time-consuming. The quicker we can get people onboarded, the more productive they could be. It just saves so much time, money, and makes money. Um, I wonder if you could talk about it in uh, the sense of real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I work with all different types of industries, and uh, real estate is just one that's come up recently because the onboarding process that we just always associate with employees um, is actually the process that you can modify to also induct into your business um, contractors or in the case of a real estate company, for example, the brokers or the agents that you bring into the business. So, um, yeah, what we use for employees can easily be uh, just modified. And the key is to have a process. That's what it's all about. So a process is something where you can refine it and rinse and repeat it. So um, I chose this topic because... I work with businesses and there's an enormous amount of processes in a business. And the ones that are typically unique to most businesses is their operations. Okay, that's something that they would do differently to say another. So if you're a hairdressing business, you're gonna have operations that you do slightly different to another hairdresser, for example. However, with onboarding, there's always at some point a business is going to onboard staff members. Hopefully not too often, but in some cases, larger businesses will almost, um, I should say, they will actually employ in batches maybe they'll have you know 10 people come through at once so it's i chose this subject because at some point in your business you're going to take on staff whether it's contractors you know agents remote workers etc yeah. yeah or replace staff 
you know, someone yeah, leaves, absolutely. someone moves. I mean, right now we're in the, dig, you know, you know, where people are working remotely, but if also if you're not, you know, people move and they move on or whatever the case is. So what yes. do you do first? So you have the company comes to you. What's the first thing you do? Do with the onboarding process. Yeah, with so, the onboarding process. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, um, the onboarding process, just going back to the reason why I chose this topic is because it can take so much time. And if it's, it can take a lot of time if it's not done in an organized manner. So as I talked before about the process, really important to have a process. So the first thing is to have to set that process up. Um, and so one of the ways to do it is to, you, you could, when somebody's actually coming on board, is to, to start to document what you do when that person comes on board. If you're in a position where you're just about to hire someone and you need that onboarding process, you need some of those sort of um, aspects of that in place, then you start to put that in place before they come on board. So there's a couple of different ways depending on, you know, what situation you're in. But the first thing is, is like pretty much with any process, not even an onboarding process, is to have a plan. And that's one of the biggest things, the, the biggest challenges about is that they just say, well, when the new person turns up, we figure it out on the day. So the first thing is to have a plan. So think back maybe to how you, if you recently onboarded somebody, the things that you would need. The other thing is to get your team involved. So if you have other team members, it's not just on the business owner or the manager or even the HR person. It's not one person's role to onboard, onboard a team member. So get your team in place. That, that's, a, that, that's for the next thing that you do. Um, so... Uh, yeah, once you've got that plan, and then it's important to then, once you've written that plan, is, is, is exactly that, to write it out, to document it somewhere, okay? And that could just start off with a checklist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's so important to point out, Wendy, you know, sometimes business owners feel like it falls on them, and they don't realize, listen, I could give a team member this, and they could actually mm-hmm. onboard someone. So, so Fring, is there, is there a time where you had to point that out to someone? You're like, hey, uh, by the way, you don't have to do all this. You could actually <laughs> have a team member do that. Well, absolutely. That's one of the reasons I, d- I do what I do because pe- the, my clients come to me because their business is reliant on them. And one of the first things we look at is, well, what are you doing? What are you filling up your days with? Is it that low value stuff that really is just you know, the churn, the day- daily stuff that has to be done, but why are you doing that? Same with onboarding. Absolutely, there is a role for the business owner or the CEO but it's actually quite a small role. And a lot of that you can actually do um, because we're going to talk about that today about automating things. You can do a lot of that before that um, the new team members even turned up on the first day. So if you've got this process in place, you're going to have roles. And one of the roles could be if you've got an HR department would be somebody from HR would be a manager or a team leader, or maybe even a supervisor. And possibly the other role would be what I call the buddy. So having somebody team up with that new team member when they come on board. So when they've got lots of questions, which they will have, uh, you've got somebody else who can answer those questions so that you're not as the business owner, the one that has to be there um, and taking them through the training. So this is why your, your plan's gonna include training as well. And if you've got all that in place, it is really just rolling out this process and, and it's streamlined because you're going to have people knowing what they're going to be doing in that role. So there's a whole process around that of assigning tasks to other team members. Uh, the Wendy buddy system, buddy someone up. <laughs> buddy someone up. Yeah, absolutely. And just with that, also give them some training. Don't just throw it on them and say, hey, we've got John starting tomorrow. <laughs> right, exactly. Good uh, luck. Um, <laughs> My new go. system is giving them a buddy. <laughs> 
That's not a system, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So there's a lot of do's and don'ts with, with on. And one of the things is, yeah, make sure that you announce the new hire to the team and that they, they are trained in what their role is. And they've, always, they've got time in their schedule as well. Like I said, don't just dump it on them. Just make sure that you can schedule in. So with the buddy, you know, get that extra time, a few hours to spend one-on-one uh, -on -one with them. Even their manager, so the, the new hire's um, role, um, they're going to have a manager or a supervisor and maybe the wider team that they need to be introduced to as well. Have that time set aside so you can schedule that. Best thing to do is lunch is to, inter to in introduce everyone to the team. But have everybody schedule that time so they're not looking at it as an interruption to their day. It's very important that because we haven't actually approached this, but one of the uh, biggest reasons that um, you lose staff is because they don't enjoy working at your company. And that comes, I mean, we could talk browse about culture, but culture is very, very important. So onboarding is part of that. And it's, it's that impression that you give to a new team member when they come through. Yeah. To say, look, we're a professional organization. You know, we've got our act together here. We know what we're doing. Uh, you know, we've done this several times over. And that is going to form that impression even before the first day. And so that's, that's very important. And that's going to help you retain that staff because we know that's where the costs come in where um, you've got high turnover of staff or agents, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're um, onboarding. That's a good point. They come on board, everything's in disarray. They're just, you know, they're, they're unorganized, they're confused, they don't yep. know what to do. That's a bad first impression, you know, and it's, Absolutely. you know, what are some things that you've seen people include or that you tell people to include in their onboarding that helps with culture? So the buddy, you know, having them like a, a, a dedicated person is great because then they yes. just can always ask questions. What are some other things that will help with actual culture with the onboarding? Oh, having, it, having your processes, your, your systems, your procedures, your policies and your training, having it documented. So one of the worst things is somebody just turns up on the first day and you're running around trying to find a document that you've got somewhere on a hard drive. Uh, once you find it, it's out of date. You go and print it and you give them a paper copy. It's not looking very professional. Uh, imagine if you could have all of that documented with the things that they, they could do for, I keep mentioning this before they even come in. So to streamline this, um, but very important to start with is what we call welcome email. So in that email is where you want to start to set those expectations. Hmm. And that could be you've got some online training modules. Even if you're just assigning them to the welcome to the company section of, of that training so that they can um, you know, possibly see the, the team members before they start, know a little bit more about the culture. Maybe they've already read something on the website, but the welcome to the company is the internal document that talks more in depth about the culture, about the core values, the mission statements and all that sort of thing. And really giving them that sort of first experience of the company. So having all that documented, having, um, for example, just things like digital forms makes it so much more streamlined than, say, sending them a whole load of attachments that you're asking them to print off and sign and bring with them and just making the whole process smoother. That's all part of your culture as well to say, you know, we're a systemized business. So this is the way we do things here. And that starts from that very second. Well, really from the, from the, the whole process of recruitment as well. But it really gets instilled when they accept that offer. And you start to show them this, this is our, this is the way we work here. So that will set the tone. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So when I want to walk through from a, the employee standpoint for a second, so I get hired, I maybe get a welcome email talking about the, Hey, I look, here's our core values. Here's our mission. I walk, this is an ideal scenario, a Wendy ideal scenario and organizing works 
polished over scenario, right? And yeah. then okay. I get the email, then I, okay, I go to the, the website, I review the, the um, you know, core values of mission, then I come in, I'm given this portal with online training, I'm assigned a buddy to walk me yes. through it, ask me questions, and maybe during lunch, if it's, if it's you know, in person or not, just in doing a team introduction, what yes. else, what happens now? What else am I, should I fill in there or that happens next? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk phases. I like to break things down so, mm -hmm. you know, we haven't got a visual to show, but if you think of a process, so there's that, that um, phase just before they start, which is around that welcome email. So they've accepted the offer and they've got, you're giving all the expectations through that email of what they're going to expect on the first day because it's quite scary starting a new job. So explaining what time they need to be there, what they need to bring with them, where they can park, all those sorts of things. So that, that starts off that sort of um, yeah, relationship. Um, and then, so that's the first phase. And then as part of that as well, actually, is the formality. So there's always those things that you, you have to do, the compliance, the government forms that you've got to fill in, okay? Let's sort of get all of those out of the way. And if we can get those out of the way before they come, I call it, you know, it's not much fun on the first day sitting them down and say, like, here's 10 forms, can you fill them out and sign right. them and then we'll be with you later on, yeah. If you can do that, like I mentioned, using, like, for example, a digital form, all that formality is done. When they arrive, you can do what I call the fun stuff. You know, that's where you start to show them around, show them facilities, make them feel comfortable that's really important yes during that day you can probably get to some of those things that maybe they haven't signed previously so that's the formality side of things so let's get most of that out of the way and then the day they arrive is what I call their orientation day or some people call it an induction day now for some businesses it might be longer than one day depending on the size and how many people and offices they've got to go and, and visit but that first day is crucial and also in that welcome email you're going to explain the schedule for that day um, I would even go to the extent of, you know, hour by hour, you know, in, in the morning, you're going to have, we're going to have a morning tea, you know, and, and then we're going to introduce you to the team. And then maybe by the afternoon, they, they might be doing some online training, for example. So let them know what those um, expectations are for that first day. So, so we've got the, um, the formalities, then we've got the uh, orientation day. Okay. And then we've got that, the next period of onboarding. Now this can vary between businesses, but typically I like to say you want to do at least three months. An onboarding phase will go for that long because three, three months, are, I, don't, I don't know about in the US, but I know in Australia we have a probationary period. So that typically at the end of that three months is where you will agree to, you either you know, part ways or you continue to work together. So we need to build up to that. So I like to put the reviews in. So let's say at the end of week one, okay, they've done some online training. So I like to blend online training with on the job training or shadowing um, and a, you know another your, your buddy or employee so the onboarding will go for really as long as it needs to but let's say typically three months so we've got the orientation so that next phase is the is the training and the reviewing of their performance so also i don't know if i've mentioned it making it really clear as well on that first day going over maybe with the business owner and the ceo what their role is what their expectations if you're assigning them kpis making that really clear um, and then setting that schedule, say for the first week, this is going to be your training for the first week. This is what we want you to achieve. And then I would then break that up to the first week, the first month, the second month, and then the third month. I love it. What are some of the big mistakes you've come in and you've helped reorganize or maybe organize in general because people have nothing sometimes, but what are some of the big mistakes yeah. that people make in this, in this process? Uh, the mistakes... Number one, they don't have a plan. 
um, they don't build the process. Okay, so they wing it every time somebody new comes in. It's usually a, a big rush. You know, we've got to get someone on board. We need to get them up to speed really quickly because some people associate that with um, their ROI. You know, we've got to get return on investment of a new employee, so we've got to get them up to speed. But in that rush, you know, we're not getting... That's when they start to make mistakes. That's when they start to lose confidence in their position. So we might think that we're speeding up the process, but that's one of the big mistakes. So um, not having a process is the biggest mistake. The second mistake is doing everything manually. Um, you know, going to find those paper forms, getting the, all the follow-up when somebody doesn't send a form back, you know, for example, make it easy for them, make it, make it streamlined. So using automation to save time. Um, the other thing is sign, assigning those roles is another mistake. So the business owner is trying to do the whole thing, uh, you know, while they're running around doing, wearing all the other hats. So as I said, delegate that. Just be, just your role is to, is to, uh, on day one, you know, do the greetings, do the introductions, maybe spend a little time, you know, an hour or so, maybe take them for lunch. All the rest of that can be delegated to other team members. Yeah. So assigning other team members. And then the other mistake is, is not using that process next time. You know, rinse, we call rinse and repeat and refine it. They're the key things I would, I would emphasize. And that's the things that a lot of business owners don't do. So they reinvent the wheel every time somebody starts. Nice. Um, Wendy, I want to, I have two last questions. All right. Yep. Um, before I do, I want to point people to your site. All right. Yes. Organizing works with an S. All yes. right. And uh, people can check out other episodes of the podcast, check out sweet process. Also, um, you were talking about automation. I know you love automation. Yes. Let's talk yes. about some smart tools. Absolutely. Smart so. tools? I love digital forms, so that's that would probably be one of the, the, the easiest to implement as well. So a digital form uh, is just basically, instead of sending them a copy of a, a PDF form or even handing them pieces of paper, have those forms, um, and there's, there's lots, there's so many. If you just Google, you know, digital forms, there's, there's you know, form stack forms, um, type forms, any, any type of form. And some of them have more features depending on what, what you want. Basically what somebody's doing is filling out a form and pressing submit. And then it can also upload documents. So if you're asking for copies of their driving license, your, your um, official document forms that you're asking for, they can actually also be digitized, which not many people uh, realize that you can also do that. It's not just for your own you know, internal documents. So have those where they're just submitting um, and then you're not having to uh, the other end, with the, when you're submitting a form, you can have that actually set up where it actually files it into a folder. So think of all the steps when you're doing that manually. What you have to do is take copies of things and then put them into a folder manually where you can set up that automation. And so you lose it's, it. It's done. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, where did I file that? Um, so have, and also uh, have those digital folders set up as well uh, for each team member. Another thing, uh, another great automation is I've mentioned about having your policies, processes, and your training online. So that could be a learning management system. So that's where a program like um, Sweet Process is valuable because that's where if you've got all that stored in there, it's just a matter of then assigning that to the new team member. Um, keep that updated. Um, also with, with any learning management system, blend your learning. Don't just put a whole load of text or just upload a whole load of PDFs that you've got in there. Actually think through the process. Um, what you can do with the, as well as any of these learning management systems, including Sweet Process, you can put videos in there. You can put, um, you can put diagrams in there. Pretty much you can, you can embed forms. Uh, whatever your imagination is, you can make it 
truly engaging um, with, with your learning. But like I said, blend that with on-the-job training as well. Don't assign too much to somebody on their first day or in that welcome email, just those essential sort of modules. So we've talked about digital forms, learn the other um, learning management system. The other thing is as well, I think every business should have a project management program, you know, like Asana or Trello. And yeah. this is where you're assigning those roles. So if you don't assign a role to somebody and when i say a role i mean a list i would make a checklist for what they need to do so we've talked about the buddy the manager you, the hr manager you may even have a training manager involved make sure they know what their role is for the that orientation day and then moving forward and assign that if you just tell them in a meeting that next week we've got somebody starting we want you to do xyz um, often that accountability part will be missing so make sure you assign it in a task management program yeah and you like Asana or Trello? Is there any others yeah. that you that you oh, like? Oh gosh, it, pretty much anything that you can put a checklist into. You could even use your a program like Sweet Process. You can yeah. you can put your checklist. Yeah. I know into people there use them in combination. They'll like have uh, something in Asana, but they'll have one of the you know Sweet Process. Here's so it's not like this long thing Asana. Here's the yeah. Sweet Process piece, and you can do you know follow it from there. So there's, the difference is with a learning management system uh, or somewhere where you're putting process and policies, that's where you learn how to do the work. A program like Asana is where you do the work. That's where you're assigning it. You're not putting the how-to part in there. You're just right. putting this is what needs to be done. So with a checklist, the great thing about a project management system is you can just you can duplicate that template. So every time somebody, a new broker starts or a new um, agent, a new employee starts, you can just run that, uh, they call it a project. Um, or a task list and just tick off the things to make sure you've done. So if you're the HR manager, have you got those forms signed? Yeah. Have you got their uniform size? Have you issued keys? All of those things. I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about what goes into some of these uh, steps, but there's a lot, but once you've done it, once you've documented, you've got it into um, a management uh, project management system, or you've got a checklist somewhere that that is your process. Okay. So you can just rinse and repeat that. And the other type of tools really there could, for example, I've talked about video. So that's a great tool to speed up. Uh, it could be face to camera video for welcoming messages, but also um, what I, as well as I train all my clients on how to use um, software for uh, recording your screen. So screencasting, mm -hmm. we call it. Uh, really quick to do tutorials when you want to show them how to do something. So mm -hmm. it might may even be you've got a complicated form or something you need to explain. You could send a video uh, with that. You could even send that video in, in the welcome email, for example. So we've got video and then we've got what calendars. What do you like for that, Wendy, for any screencasting uh, you go to? Loom is a popular one. It's a mm -hmm. nice free one, loom.com. Mm -hmm. I use Cloud App. Um, there's Snagit. Oh, there's screencastify <laughs> there's there's lots yeah yeah thank um, you and a mac has a built-in one as well so um, no excuses not to use one <laughs> no i use once, loom once. yeah it's like a google chrome plugin you can just put it right in there and i've used screencastify it's super simple Absolutely. yeah well you could go to google so chrome and just have it right there boom you just click it and you're you're ready to so go so many uses yeah if, if somebody asks you maybe you want to reply to their question reply showing them an example anything that you do that's computer based i would say you, you use a screen recording tool um, so they've got lots of uses uh, obviously a, a digital ca a calendar you need that to to be able to, to booking all those 
the orientation day, the training, any, any other things, any lunch meetings, meetings with other team members. Um, and then finally, anyone another like use for that, Wendy, digital calendar? Oh, calendar. Oh, well, my go-to calendar is Google Calendar. So it's Google or Outlook is pretty much the, mm -hmm. the two calendars. As long as it's a digital calendar mm -hmm. where you can book appointments and meetings in there. And then messaging is a, it, this is a, a nice to have. It's not essential. Uh, but if you've got a large company, then I would say like a messaging channel, something like Slack, um, Microsoft Teams, where you could actually set up, it's, it, especially if you've got, if you're batching. So if you've got a lot of people starting at the same time, uh, you could have a channel for those. So everybody feels you know, more comfortable. They're in that environment. Maybe have the buddy in there and a it's few It's called the members. hashtag hazing. No, I'm just kidding. Is it? The hazing <laughs> channel for the new so recruits. New recruit, yeah, the rookies, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just something to feel that, you know, the, uh, yeah, then later on maybe bring them into the, the wider channels. But that's, right. just a, that's just an idea, especially if you've nowadays uh, with a lot of onboarding that's done remotely because you can do all of this remotely, of course. Um, you know, unfortunately, the tour of the office might not, you know, <laughs> be that. Be that type, virtual right? tour. But virtual tour of the office. But, yeah, so anything, any tools like that where you can start conversations, you can even have happy hours on Slack or a messaging channel as well, yeah, if you're remote. So yeah, there's some of the, the, the tech tools that I would be using to, to help oh. to automate and streamline this process. Wendy, thanks for sharing that. I, people always love those tools. And how'd you get into doing this? Oh, good question. Um, it's, yeah, because it just seems so natural. I've been doing this for so long. I think where it first started was when I worked, uh, I worked for a corporation many years ago that was just super organized. And it was one of my uh, early jobs uh, after, after leaving uh, college. And it's really all I knew. And it wasn't until I left that business that I realized that other businesses didn't work That's like that. That's not normal. <laughs> it's not normal. And I could see it from a perspective as an employee. And I really struggled um, working in other businesses that, and I, I thought, well, I just come from somewhere that it was, I knew what I was doing. I was confident in what I was doing in my job. I had checklists. I had uh, all the resources I need. And then I found that when I worked for other corporations, they didn't have that in place. And so I realized that there was a gap there for smaller businesses that didn't have the same resources as say a larger corporation. And so I started out starting with sort of tipping my toes in, into the uh, work with uh, professional organizing, actually organizing workspaces. And then it evolved to working when I really understood what business owners, I could see what they were doing, um, doing everything basically in their business and helping them to put systems and processes in place. So ultimately they could have the, the business that they started off the vision that they wanted. Um, so ultimately it's, it's around being able to have that freedom in your business and be, yeah. being able to take time off when you want to and, and just work the hours that you choose. Yeah. Wendy, I want to be the first one to thank you. You felt it, the pain point from mm. a employee perspective and yes. from a, this is how it should be to Absolutely. the stark contrast of this is so disorganized. It's a terrible experience. So yes. I could see why you do what you do. So I want to be the first one mm -hmm. to thank you. Check out the website, check out other episodes and appreciate it, Wendy. No, thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. 
Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. That's right.